Hey guys, quick intro before the podcast starts. Our guest today is Ben Paik from Woby Design. And on the Modern Maker Podcast Instagram, at Modern Maker Podcast, we posted a quick post with a lot of his work, pretty much everything we talk about in the episode. So if you want to get familiar with what he does before the episode starts, head on over to the Modern Maker Podcast Instagram, check that post out, and don't forget to give Ben at Woby Design a follow as well. Now let's get the episode started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Modern Maker Podcast. Today is April 5th, 2018, and we've got a special treat for you today. My name is Mike Montgomery from Modern Builds. With me, as always, Chris Salamone from Four Eyes Furniture. What's up? And we have a special guest, a Ben of types, not the Ueda. We have Ben Paik from Wobie Design. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Doing his best Ben imitation. So I'm out here in, what town are we in outside of LA? La Mirada. La Mirada, for any of you who know that. I'm sitting in Chris's parents' rec room (laughs) with Chris and Ben, and we're sitting down chatting, talking about what we're building. So it makes sense that we should just record it and have a good podcast. That's right. It's three guys sitting around drinking waters. Exactly. So I feel like we should go ahead and do the quick intro. Every time we have a guest, we like to give them a couple minutes to talk about themselves, what they like to build, why they like to build it, where they're from, and kind of how long they've been doing it, maybe. So you're from L.A. Yes, I'm from downtown L.A. Arts District. Arts District. Baby. Yes. <laughs> the nicer part of downtown. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And you build things completely out of skateboards. Yes. Uh, I started building about two years ago. Uh, I built a workshop out of my parents' uh, house, and I literally just started working with skateboards. Why skateboards? Now, I mean, I think most people listening, most people started either start with like Anna White kind of two by four plywood right, stuff right, right. or they get into the like hardwood, the like the Woodcraft Rockler store, like yeah. nice S4S walnut and stuff, right? I think it's really, it determines where, you know, what what's really more available for you around you. Okay. So like Paul Jackman, he would use pallet wood all the time because it's available. So LA is one of the biggest cities in terms of skateboarding culture and there's a lot of skate shops around. Yeah. And I got to talk to, I got to meet up with a couple of skate shop owners and they were, they had a bunch of broken skateboards all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's a weekly thing. It's a daily thing. So just kids like break their board, come in, get a new setup and leave the old one. Right. They would leave the old one and that's where I come in, collect it. And do they have to give the kids like a little kickback, like a couple bucks, or do you have to pay? No, a couple I bucks don't. Or like, no, it's to them. Do they the charge you for the skateboards? No, or they, just give them they don't. How are you uh, greasing the hinges here? So what I do is I usually talk to the skate shop, say, "Hey, say I'm a I'm a woodworker and I yeah. make things out of skateboards, so I'll make you something in exchange mm. if you save some for me." Mm, and a go. lot of times they do because they find it really unique. Yeah, and I got to a point where I built a relationship, and now they just call me. Right. when they have things ready yeah and so it's a good exchange totally yeah so what are the some of the things well i feel like before we even talk about that like what are the some of the things you build so you do a little bit of furniture uh, yes you do uh, a little bit of art and kind of like the smaller stuff as well right, right. yeah and where can people see your stuff actually because they might want right, to check it right. out whether my instagram account is called woby design w-o-b-y design and i make i started off with making clocks and then i went from planters and then bottle openers and then i went to coffee tables wall art 
a recording studio studio table. I made a stool out of skateboards. Wow. I mean, really, there's really endless limits on what you could make with skateboards. And there's a lot of different ways you can make things unique with skateboards, right? Right. So there's different sections of skateboards that you could use as a building material. And that's kind of what I'm trying to focus on. So if we de- if we deconstruct a skateboard, it's essentially uh, maple plywood. It's all maple, right? It's that seven. Makes the best board. It's used averaged out about seven different maple veneers. What what's so great about maple? Maple hard. is super hard. Yeah. Um, and they laminate it so that it's alternating grain. Mm-hmm. So it's it's bendy at the same time. It's not going to break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why a lot of skateboards are made like that. So it, has a pop but it doesn't break when you land on it killer and what's awesome about skateboards is usually they have every other ply is a different color yeah and so that's where a lot of the creativity kind of comes from is using those colors in unique ways and different patterns right a lot of a lot of the work goes into making the pattern itself right and so yeah it's uh it's nice yeah yeah so okay so we deconstruct the board it's basically like really thin veneers Really, mm-hmm. like maybe a thirty second. The of an thickness inch. of skateboards, after all seven plies are uh, laminated, is about three eighths of an inch. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so you've got all of these plies, and the goal is to make usable lumber. And so right. for people that you know haven't ridden a skateboard, it's not just a flat board. It's got a it's concave not. nature to right. it, and it's got tails on the maybe the longboards might be straight. Yeah, a long yeah. board maybe. But like a traditional traditional board, it's also got the tail and everything right. on it. So it's just not a flat board. So you've got to turn that into stock. Right. There's about two different concaves. There's one that goes horizontal mm-hmm. and one that goes vertical. Okay. And at the ends of each skateboard, there's a nose and a tail. Right. And so you need to cut it up into pieces. Okay. Where... So that's how you take the bulk of the bend out is just by cutting it into right. different pieces. So in the middle portion is where it's going to be the longest mm-hmm. and has the least amount of concave. Okay. So what I do with that is you could get up to about, I want to say, 14 inches. Mm-hmm. And you have to cut it into strips vertically. And when you do that, it the concave isn't so much. So when you cut it into... Maybe the widest you could do is probably about one inch. So like one by 14 inch strips is what you end up with. Okay. One by 13 inch by three and eights. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it comes pretty flat enough that you could just glue it up. Pressure. And then press it. Yeah. And make something out of that. That's awesome. And so then do you then like edge glue them together to make thicker pieces if you needed to like say so, you needed a leg that say say somehow let's just pretend you needed to make a four by four by 10 inch leg would that be possible to do yes it is very possible so let's say one board middle section it's about eight inches width uh-huh. 14 inches long okay all you got to do is you got to stack it up until you get four inches okay yeah right and that's pretty much, I think, the biggest point of what I do is laminating things together is such a huge factor because right. I have to laminate at least once right, to get some kind of working material that I could use consistently. Yeah. Do you ever do it? Like, is it always based on the project or do you ever just like not necessarily have anything to build and just like, I'm just going to glue up blanks? So that I when did I that have for a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was just gluing things up and see how far I could take it, you know, how big of a piece that I could make so mm-hmm. that I could use that as a material. 
lately I've been realizing that I could just save each cuts into different sections. So nose and tails, I save them, mm-hmm. and I usually get about eight inches wide. Yeah, probably about six inches high. Yeah, you gave me and, a couple of them when you came yeah, down. Yeah, I actually gave Mike a, a, a laminated glue up for a bowl blank. Ooh, that's what it is, huh? Yeah. Okay. When it's I get back bowl. to the lathe, yeah, you yes, could, you can make a bowl out of it. Awesome. I made couples, so yeah, yeah, you could ask me if you want, but <laughs> um, um, very and, nice. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it it really comes down to how you're gluing it up. Yeah, and so. Yeah, lately, I'm, I think about two months ago, I made a press, hydraulic press yeah, with that. a bottle jack. Beautiful. And yeah. that seems to work really well with the concaves and uh, there's no seams. and You're just yeah. able to get more even pressure, right. a lot more pressure. because A lot more. That's the tough part, though, yeah. is if you have a gap in your glue up, that's yeah. kinda, that piece is kind of shot. Right. It's and to, it's going to be so much easier to just break yeah. and kind of fall apart because yeah. you have that little gap. Yeah. Awesome. So you just went, you dove straight into skateboards. Straight into skateboards. What was the tough part about starting out with skateboards? Because to do that, you need specialty tools, right? You So a lot of people can start with a circular yeah. saw, a drill, maybe a table saw. Right. Um, that's the thing. No one wrote a book about it. No yeah. one knows how to do it. And I think that's the joy that I was getting. It's because no one's telling me, yeah, you gotta, you can't do that. You right. can't mm-hmm. do this. You can't do that. I'm figuring everything on my own. And there's not a special tool that they designed so that you could rip up skateboards. Mm-hmm. So I need to start relating that to woodworking and what kind of, you know, what do I do when I have end grains and end grain to end grain or something like that. So I would go back and forth, look at your channel, look at Chris's channel, look at Ben's channel and see what I could do and what kind of tools that I could use to break these boards down. Yeah. Yeah. So skateboards kind of have challenges in a way. You say it, it's got a tendency to chip out a lot because because of that alternating grain, I mean, you're essentially gluing really dense plywood. Yeah, and I guess that's, you're always, something that you're touching is always end grain. Exactly. And something is, everything's end grain. Right. If you're cutting with your table saw or any blades, all that glue is going to get onto the saw blades. Yeah, I was going to say So probably, you need to get that sharpened every single, say, probably, yeah, you know, it's couple a lot weeks. Harder on the, yeah. Interesting. A lot harder on the equipment. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So we've been building a stool while you're here. Yes. You're not, not out for, of skateboards. You're, doing, you're down here for a few days, and it's not out of skateboards, no. no. You built something similar out of skateboards. I did. I got the idea from the stool that I made from the skateboard, but I realized not everyone has access. So you could yeah. easily do this, what, three dials? Yeah. So um, we picked up, uh, yeah. we actually just used some scrap plywood that we had laying around the shop, some three-quarter yeah. inch pine plywood glued up a seat blank for that and then while we're at home depot picked some one and a quarter inch dowels up and it's just three dowels for the legs through dowels so you get to see the dowels from the top Mm -hmm. it's cool you get to see the layers of the plywood being carved out for the seat recess and then the the grain of the dowels comes through the top as well so you're getting to mix the veneers of the plywood for that kind of industrial look in a way an inorganic look Paired with that wood grain, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's got that same look like the lamp that you made a yeah exactly a couple months ago. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun, and we've been experimenting with materials while we're down here because who's the guy to do it with than the guy that doesn't use normal wood? And so instead of normal stretchers or any kind of metal stretchers, we use bungee cords. Bungee cords. Bungee cords. Bungee cords. Bungee cords. As the foot stretchers, 
and it's surprisingly surprisingly it's, sturdy. It looks nice. Yeah, I was so surprised. I mean, we were just kind of messing around with it. We we're trying, we we're trying to say, oh, should we add a brace? Does it Things need like, one? Does do it we need even one? Do it right. And then Ben Ueda comes out of nowhere. He's like, use bungee cords, and and then you play around with bungee cords yeah. for fifteen minutes. And you yeah. come up with a cool yeah. idea. It was almost done by a mistake too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we were spacing out the bungee cords at first. We thought, okay, let's try one. Yeah. It's not strong enough. No. Your foot just sinks. This, it can't support a foot if you want to use it as a foot right. rest. So next step is add a couple more bungee cords. When they're all lined up, it's too bulky and it looks strange. Mm -hmm. So then we're talking about spacing them out maybe an inch apart from each one. And in the process of moving them, I we think only I moved was, the one side. That's what I was about yeah. to say. I was a little, little ahead of myself and I moved the one side before you got a chance to move any. Yeah. We, we took a step back and we're like, wait a second. That looks nice. That looks cool. Yeah. So they're not all the same height? No. So no. that's the cool thing about it is, uh, say the stretcher starts I think, uh, at about... The, where, where your foot goes yes. is the same height. Where your foot goes, the front stretcher is even. So, so on two, two, pegs, them, even. two pegs are even, yeah. one peg is spaced out about two inches per bungee cord. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if the, oh, I see what you're saying. So it's together rest, at one part and then widens out. Exactly. Right, right. If the footrest is about six inches from the ground, mm -hmm. on the back side... It is even with one cord, and then the next bungee cord is four inches, and the bungee cord on the bottom comes down to two inches. Nice. So it's a cool kind of faceted triangular right. shape paired with the whole roundness of the stool, mm -hmm. which is pretty fun. Nice. Yeah, and it gives you, I guess, that pop of color that you're missing with not using skateboards. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Finally get that back in there. Yeah. Exactly. So we're gonna, we're gonna, we shot that. Um, we assumed... I, or at least I assumed if we're building something and not filming it, well, that's just a waste of time. Yeah. Don't uh, be afraid. That means you're not doing your job. Right. You can't just yeah. build things for fun, right? You got to have a camera rolling. Right. And so that video is going to be on my channel in the next week or so. Um, I think it would be cool if, because Ben only does Instagram. Right. Um, but. Yeah. Um, what's up? I hate listening to myself talk. <laughs> so uh, do a podcast. I actually, no, I actually right made a couple videos um, and. I, I was close to done editing and I started watching it. I was like, I hate myself. And mm -hmm. I just. Like you were talking in yeah, them and delete, doing a voiceover yeah, and everything? I was or what? trying to talk like Mike. I was like, uh -huh. hey, welcome to Mom, the Wolfie Design. And I'm making things out of recycled skateboards. Yeah. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, nope, scratch it. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta use so, your own voice. Right. That's right. Yeah. And so I scratched that and Ben and uh, Mike happened to be in Joshua Tree. So I, I was like, you know what? Let's learn a thing, a thing or two. Yeah. About YouTube game. How's it and been? It's amazing. I'm learning literally every single second. I feel like, <laughs> and you know, it's just it's really nice to have somebody to talk to in person as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's been amazing. It's nice getting good, quick good answers to questions. Yeah. Like from learning about doing this podcast or meeting other makers in person. It's just it's nice being able to. Just get immediate response for the questions or right. the hunches that you think you're going on that might be right. So let me ask you this then. Assuming that you're going to go on and make some YouTube videos, will you talk in them? See, that's the biggest, I think, dilemma that I'm having right now. Do mm -hmm. I want to be like Mike Montgomery or do I want to be like Laura Comp? Yeah. You know, or Jimmy Duresta? You gotta but be I want to be, yeah, exactly. Be I want to have a mix of a little bit of everything. Yeah. And easy to watch, entertaining, uh, informative as well, and hope you learn something as well. Yeah, I think yeah. You're, you would bring a really interesting perspective to YouTube because 
one, it's a material that I think a lot of people are interested in, but what mm -hmm. you just said a few minutes ago is there is no book. There's no one that's right. already putting the content out about how to make the blanks, right. about to, how to achieve certain patterns. And we can talk about that even too, the idea of how, you know, everybody's kind of constantly stepping up their game mm -hmm. and, you know, different thing, something becomes unimpressive just as fast as it get, becomes impressive exactly um and but first i want to talk about the idea of you starting a channel is mm -hmm. are you going to do something with skateboards and bungee cords you're just doing something with bungee cords how's it going to work because i gotta i gotta send people to your channel and they gotta um, have a video to watch i think i'm gonna start small um uh, make something very probably try to go from beginning level to expert level okay and hopefully i could go in that order but most likely not yeah. So I'll probably start off something easy like a bottle opener mm -hmm. uh, or maybe a pallet wood coasters that oh, I used to yeah, make. Yeah, you made those. Yeah. Um, but you say pallet wood coasters, but they were out of skateboards. They're out of skateboards. <laughs> they're not yeah. out of pallet boards. It looks like a pallet, <laughs> but it's out of skateboard and it's a coaster. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think one thing that's interesting is because pretty much no matter what you make, straight off the bat, it's going to have an interesting angle. Right. Just from the fact that it's made out of skateboards. Mm -hmm. right. But you couldn't rest on that. It's going to get old. Right. And then it has to become about like, okay, now you have to... I mean, not saying that you're not doing something cool with a skateboard. Mm -hmm. But straight out of the gate, just using the skateboard is interesting. After five videos, maybe that's not that interesting anymore. Right. And it's now, what are you doing with it to like push it to the next level once the gimmick part of it is Right. Gone. So I think they're... There's a little bit of stages and uh, stages of how you start making things out of skateboards. I would say, at first, at first, you look at a graphic or something. You're like, "Oh, I like that graphic," mm -hmm. so you're gonna cut that out. Right. Oh, yeah. Cut out one piece of that from that skateboard, right. and I don't know, make it into a wall art or frame it. That's level one. But that's the you're not doing anything to the skateboard itself. Yeah. You're just cutting a piece of a skateboard. A right. ring, maybe. You could just cut a circle hole and you got a ring right there. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so that's, I think, most likely a beginner level. Yeah. If you want to do something that's catching other people's eyes, you have to glue it up at least once. Yeah. That's number one. Right. Number two, you need to have patterns that other people haven't thought about. Right, because it seemed like whenever I first was became aware of your stuff and a few other channels, like focused, is yeah. it focused woodworks or or focused? Let's just say focused. Focused, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll link them in the Instagram mm -hmm. description and a couple other people is the like impressive things, or at least what was really impressive to me was people gluing up big blanks. Right. Like the biggest tabletop you can make or the yeah. biggest piece of wall art you can mm -hmm. make because... Once again, a skateboard is 13 inches long, right. and so if you're making an eight foot long panel, until you kind of wrap your head around of like, okay, this is how they're doing it, or right. at least in my head, what I thought people were doing, mm -hmm. that initial shock and awe is really big. But then right. you sort of get accustomed to that, and then it becomes less impressive. Right. right. So I guess like, what's what's the process for making a big panel in a way? Like the short of it, obviously. So the biggest panel that I made was about eight eight feet long, and yeah. I know guys who do it up to like 20 feet long focus oh, wow. skateboards does about 20 feet long they're from amsterdam uh, okay. or rotterdam um the the most basic way to explain this you're cutting into strips and connecting those strips butt to butt oh yeah up until just however long you want to go mm -hmm. and you stack the next board up just keep doing that until you get a consistent one smooth line yep. from one point to the other 
killer. Yeah. yeah. Can you put him through a planer? You, I would say, if if it's fourteen inches long, uh-huh. or twelve inches long, then yes, uh, you have to put it through uh, through the grain with the grain, uh-huh. as well as um, so. When you say with the passes. grain, that's basically with the flow of the colors, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like you. Um, I, I did it before, like, and I tried to do like out. maybe like six inches, four inches, and yeah, it started popping inside the planer. So I would okay. not suggest you do it if if you don't know what you're doing. But planers are yeah. yeah that's, that's why you use a drum sander. Right. That's why yeah. I got oh, a drum okay. sander. Uh, yeah, having because some you know most of the skateboards that I get are broken in half. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't get 14 inches. I only get probably like six inches, maybe sometimes even two inches. Mm-hmm. So I I need to put that through something to sand it down smooth so it's flat. And so I got a drum sander. Dope. So if large yeah. panels are normal now, it's, it's about it's it, about patterns. Everybody knows that it can right. be done. Yeah. That's the biggest thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, so now it's about finding unique patterns right. or, or ways of bringing out the colors in different ways, right. which is something you're working with. But yeah, talk, talk about that. Yeah. So um, majority of the recycled skateboard woodworkers are using the the strips of it. Yeah. So they would cut it cut the middle persons, run it through the table saw, maybe, I don't know, half an inch, quarter inch, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they would flip it to the side and have all these stripes showing. Okay. Whereas what I'm, I've been trying to work on is trying to have the skateboard's top face of the grain showing. Okay. And so it'll be one solid color mm-hmm. instead of seven yeah, different stripes. stripes. Right. Because yeah. honestly, stripes could get really boring easily. And when you keep doing the same thing over and over again, and you don't have control of what kind of colors you're getting mm-hmm. with the stripes, and you have seven different colors and... It just looks really messy at the end. Right. It can get really busy. Yeah. Right. But when you, let's say, you just only collect blue skateboards and several different companies make this. So all companies have different blues. Mm-hmm. And let's say you just put that on a plywood. It looks so much better. As well as if you put a pattern on that, it looks amazing. Right. It's so really impressive because, like we were saying, you've got seven plies. Mm-hmm. Taking up a total span of three eighth of an inch. Three eighth of an inch. So a single ply is, you know, around a thirty second, sixty fourth of an inch. Yeah. And so you don't have that much room to play with. Yeah. yeah. So you've got about a sixty fourth of color, and then it's down to raw. Like then you have the maple next color. Yeah. The, the next, next color, color is just un- it's un- usually blank. Yeah. Maple. And so if you sand through that veneer, you almost are like screwed. You yeah, you're screwed. Wow. Whatever work you. Yeah. Probably, yeah, let's say three days to rip down the boards, decrypt the tape, yep. sand it down, glue it together, cut it into pieces, and then glue it up together. All that goes to waste because, yeah, all that color's showing through. And it's really, yeah, it's a, it's a gamble. Yeah. It's a gamble. It's like, yeah, you, yeah you're, it's a just, gamble. you're just screwed. <laughs> yeah, you're just screwed. But that's what's cool, though. So you, you have to pull from, like, 20 different boards to be able to get a panel of this right. screwed up. Yeah. And so... It's, uh, it's it'll be a solid red surface like the supreme sign you made yes but it's got a million different shades of red right and so it's like this patchwork where everything comes together mm-hmm. but it's got enough variance that it's just right. super organic and super mm-hmm. neat and was that the first thing that you used that technique on no i um i actually made a coffee table a long time ago 
I think you talked about this on the podcast. I might have. You're going to have to jog my memory. Mountain wall art. Ooh. Remember yes. that? Yeah. 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 So I've seen a lot of people do mountain wall art out of pallet wood and they paint it. Totally. Yeah. And if you paint it, you can't sand it down flat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I wanted to have a flat coffee table with colors. Mm-hmm. And how do I do that? With skateboards. And so I, I was like, can I experiment with this and flip it? When everybody's doing on the sides and showing the stripes, can I show just one solid color? Right. And so that's what I did. And it actually came out. I got really lucky. And on attempt one. On attempt one. I got it right. And I was like, all right, this is where I'm going. Awesome. And, and so, so that one was pretty impressive. One, it was a good size. It was, what, three feet about? The table was uh, four and a four by two. And I made a wall art version that was about, I want to say, two feet in diameter. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And so from that, what you learned was, one, they can be flipped on their face right. instead of on their edge. Mm-hmm. And you can get solid colors. Yes. Did you sand through any of the layers? Did you have any mistake where you not that where you one. kind of found the boundaries? Not the mountain wall art. Um, I recently made one, kind of messing around with the fade and making trying to make it fade mm-hmm. halfway so that it looks a little bit of to create like a gradient, right? Right. right. Yeah, um, but it didn't work out. What's a good example of something on your Instagram? Selfishly, I'm asking because I want to look mm-hmm. right now that displays what you're talking about right now like that kind of pattern fade thing fourth and fifth picture and yeah, six what, seven eight yeah. yeah so this is what you've been working anything on. that you see a little circle with a bunch of different colors or the sun like this yes yeah. okay so if you look at yeah okay yeah. i i can't even wrap my head around how it goes together looking yeah. at it so what kind of makes sense is like the further you get removed from the original material is what's becoming more and more impressive in a way. So it's kind of it's strange because what you were just saying a little while ago is that the further you get from stripes and the further you get from cutting things out of a solid board, the less it looks like it came from a skateboard. Yeah, right. you're saying is what you're saying, Mike. So initially, the interesting or the impressive thing could be saying, oh, wow, look at that. It's made out of skateboards. But right. then as you get even deeper, the actual impressive thing would look at it and be like, that's made out of skateboards? Yes. Right, okay. right. Yeah. I think that's the biggest satisfaction I get. Uh, I used to be like, oh, yeah, this is made out of skateboards. Right. And be like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, and now it's more like, this is so cool. Like, look at all these colors. It's I'll cool. Say, it's cool whether it was made out of skateboards or not. Or Exactly. Yeah. So I don't, I purpose, purposely don't want them to look at it and say, oh, that's made out of skateboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want them to guess, like, what is that made out of? You know, awesome. how right. are you getting these colors? How are you getting these patterns and things like that? So you got any kind of things you, you're thinking about next? Any like big projects that you're planning? Anything oh, in the works? So much. Like what? I wish I could build a house out of skateboards, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, so people go to Instagram mm-hmm. at Wellbe Design. Yeah. What are they going to expect to see in the future? They're going to expect to see more home decor and furniture, I want to say. Okay. I want to get into more furniture. Okay. Um you know, Chris does an amazing job with furniture and things like that. And so what I've been working on is trying to make a whole sheet of plywood covered with skateboards. So, and then I could start making things out of that. 
and it would literally look like it's covered with colors and things like that. Let's say I imagine I make a bad Larry with a yeah. bunch of skateboards. Whoa. Do it. Watch out, Chris. What's it called? You know? Watch out, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Bad Tony. <laughs> hawk. Bad Hawk, yeah. <laughs> bad Tony Hawk. I don't know any Larry skateboarders. Otherwise, I would have said that. But yeah, that would be awesome. Like, I'm I'm lazy, so it sounds cool, but I would I wish somebody would just give me plywood sheets made out of skateboard. I'd be like, yes, let's, yeah. re- let's work with skateboards now. Yeah. Ben, there's your business idea. I mean, I wish I could start a I had the time company. to do that, but it's a lot of work. I okay, mean, so here's someday. the hypothetical. Yeah. Here's the hypothetical. Okay. If you could have endless amounts of like plywood sheets uh-huh. of skateboards, what would you make with it? Like what's the dream project? Uh, maybe a house, like but that takes too many materials. Mm-hmm. A right? house of plywood. You've just got like maybe five sheets, four by eight, it acts like plywood but it's skateboards. What's the go to I- project? You know, if I'm being honest, now that I say it and think about it more, I think it goes back into where it would be awesome at first, but then you would run the chance of it just becoming gimmicky because it would almost be too much. Right. Like you would you would need to find a, find ways to tone it down. So kind of what Ben was saying about like how everybody wants to turn it on end and you see all that stripes, but now he's more interested in keeping the solid looking right. and then just having like little interesting spots mm-hmm. that show off that color. That's probably what would end up happening where yeah. you'd be super excited about it at first and be like, okay, I... I'm sick of looking at this now. Yeah. Is anybody trying steam bending? I haven't seen anybody do that, to yeah. be honest. But I think when since it's alternating grain, yeah. even if you have like a very thin veneer of all these laminated skateboards, mm-hmm. it's not as flexible as let's say a thin just a regular veneer with right. one grain right. going through. Yeah, because yeah. so, every no matter what, it's always every be literally to flat. every mm-hmm. color is in different going Dang. different directions. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. So, project idea? Anything? I would. I don't know. There's so many possibilities. To be honest, shuffleboard. I have shuffleboard. <laughs> yeah, <tape. laughs> just because you're that's actually at a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about use for a long right, blue right, up, right, right? Yeah, yeah. We test it out. Exactly. Work out really well. Awesome. Well, make sure, guys, you go to at Design on Instagram. We'll also link the YouTube channel once that goes live. Like I mentioned last week in the it's podcast. It's live, but it's kind of sad. It's live. So, so yeah, we'll yeah. link that. It's in purgatory. Go say hi. Exactly. Go say hi. Yeah. Go go subscribe and give them some encouragement some to get started. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, like I mentioned last week in the podcast, links are now clickable in the description. Heck I don't know yeah. how long this has been in effect for, but it wasn't when we started. No, it was not. So I'm excited Apple's about it. Nice. Game. They're stepping up their game. So make sure. Uh, I, I don't it. think we we talked about a couple other accounts. We'll leave those linked in the description as well if you want to no, check out what not, they're building. Let's not talk about them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just me. Man. All will be. All will be. <laughs> awesome. You can only get so many skateboards. It's too much too soon yeah. if you have more than one account. Exactly. Just give it to me. All right. So we're going to talk obsessions now. Okay. And I'm obsessed with something. Let's hear and it. And I feel bad because I love the turbo plane. No, I love Arbor Tech as a company. I mean, heck, they're a sponsor. I built some really cool stuff with them. Mm-hmm. But Ben had a power carving disc for an angle grinder yes. that I'm not going to say it's going to change the game because I need to see an A and B with different materials. <laughs> but describe it, man. It's like a, I guess I'll, I'll do my terrible job of describing it okay. and then you fill in all the gaps for all it. Right. Fits on an angle grinder, four inch blade. But instead of being bladed, it's got a bunch of little shark teeth on it. And yes. you can get it in ultra rough, rough, fine, and ultra fine. So you've got mm-hmm. about five different grits in a way. And instead of being bladed, it's an embrace it's an abrasive. Right. So 
I guess I guess the big upside is you have a less chance of tear. So if you think of it like this, uh, flap disc, sand disc is sandpaper, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arbor Tech is more like a planer or mm-hmm. chisel. Yeah, you're cutting it into it, whereas the disc that we're talking about right now. It's more like a file. Right. And so there's no one company that makes this, right? Right. There's multiple different companies. Okay. This. And we'll leave an Amazon link in the description. A couple that we know of is, what's the, it sounds like a medieval. I was going to oh, King Arthur. King Arthur. Yeah. So King Arthur is a company. Another one is Cutsall. You know what I was going to say? It kind of reminded me of, I've only seen it a little bit and I used it once. It kind of reminds me of like the finest side of your cheese grater. Yeah. In a circle. It's like the cheese can barely get yeah. through it. Yeah. 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 It's like a crumbler. It's like for making a taco cheese. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an angle grinder attachment that you can use for power carving. It's like a turbo plane, but it's, it's just different, right. right? It's got different properties. It acts a little different. Um, and we've been using that to scoop out the seat of the stool that Ben and I have been building. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been really impressed. Um, I haven't used it on wood wood, only on plywood. And on plywood, it does great. It doesn't snag too much. I think that's the biggest benefit compared to the Arbor Tech because there's going to be less tear outs. It doesn't care about grain direction. Right. That's the biggest reason why i even got that because i was actually trying to make a head head mannequin out of skateboards and the skateboards have a lot of ingrains so i didn't want anything to chip out and i don't want to spend days just sanding it down yep so i found this on amazon and i was like you know what it's cheaper than arbitech yeah and it's worth a shot it's worth a shot and it actually turned out really great yeah so it's pretty interesting um we we tried out the the fine grit, not the ultra it's, fine. It's like, I think that one's medium. Oh, it might maybe. be medium. But whatever we tried was kind of just like the general purpose one. I'm curious to see what right. it is, like, how it compares to like a flap disc on ultra fine and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's my obsession. It's been pretty cool. Like I said, link in the, link in the podcast description if you want to check it out. Uh, anybody want to go? Anybody got something? Oof, I didn't think of anything yet. Let's see. What have I been obsessed with? Mm, ben, what do you got? <laughs> Can I say something about I hate... Ooh, this obsession segment. Yeah. I like it. No, I yeah. like that. That's Hate good. Obsession. I think people need to stop making river tables. <laughs> you know and what? Actually, uh, go ahead. It just—it's too much. Too much resin. I saw a guy making a resin table skateboard. That's not how you do things here. <laughs> and I—I I, I saw a guy making a river table rolling pins. Yeah. It just it's just getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. It's like beyond function or yeah. what? It's well, just too much. You know what? It kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, where it's a very um, it's trendy right now. It's, it's trendy, yeah. But it it what I was gonna say is like the style of it is very overbearing. Like it's hard to make something that style and then match that with your. Where furniture. do you go with it? Because yeah. it's such a like strong look to it already. Yeah. That if you do so, if you a lot of times, I think when you try to push it to that next level, you're probably going to end up going over the top and it's just like not going to work anymore. It's going to be competing designs right. within the same thing that are vying for your interest. So I wouldn't say that people need to stop making it, but I would like to see like what's next. Like what right. subtle twist can you put on it? I think that's the key. Subtlety. Yeah. Most, oh, yeah, yeah. I think you have to be subtle with something like that because it's already so right. strong. Showing, re- showing restraint is what's impressive. Same way as like what you're talking about right, with skateboards. Right, right. Like, stripes can only be sustainable for so long because stripes are loud. Yes. And when you see that, that's what you see. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so I want to see some like what you're saying is some low-key river. Not Maybe not even river. Maybe it's just like 
using resin and live edge in a way that's not a river. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something totally different. You know what I mean? Right. It's just I'm. I just go on my Instagram. All I see is these see guys just pouring epoxy in the middle of these river tables. Just so sick of it, and I think it's wow. been going on what three months, four months now. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been this fast enough, been yeah, going it's, on. Yeah, it's yeah. been really popping for a few months. Yeah. All right, so there we go. Let's let's get some listener call-ins. <laughs> if anybody's listening <laughs> How to this, dare you? And they have strong feelings one <laughs> way or the other. Guy? Why is he talking crap? Exactly. I don't know who New Ben is, but get him out of here. <laughs> I don't um, like this one. <laughs> throw him in the river. If you're listening to this and you have strong feelings one way or another. Record a voice memo on your phone. Yes. I want Email to it, it to modernmakerpodcast at gmail.com. And I'm not joking here. This is very serious. And we will play them next week. Yes. <laughs> so do your worst. And uh, because that's a good that's a good gauge of, you know, our fellow woodworkers. Is, right. Is the resin stuff overplayed? Is there room for improvement? Yes. Is it just technique? What What's cool about it? What's getting boring about it? Well, I mean, why do you think it's so appealing? Is it because... It's a way to get like an interesting look where you're just following a technique rather than like needing to like come up with a new original design. You follow a technique that's going to look somewhat unique just because it's natural things and yours is going to look different than somebody else's. What is it that's so appealing about it? I think at the base layer, it looks cool, right? Mm -hmm. It's just cool to see epoxy or resin with that kind of water-like glistening look. Like it is cool on its own. I think also... It's what we're into. It's oversaturated for us. But oh. to the general public, or I don't want to say general public, but people that are more casually into furniture, it's not as yeah, saturated yet. So it's still like people are discovering it and being like, holy crap, yeah. how how did this get made? Or who had yeah. this crazy You guys idea? know who uh, Greg Clausen is? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The inventor of the river table. Right. <laughs> OG. But he uses glass. Exactly. Yeah. And it looks so much more it's interesting elegant. and elegant. It's and a lot more elegant. Yeah. It looks like it's supposed to, meant to be played well together. Yeah. Our boy right. John Malecki built one really similar to that. Right. Uh, and there's a YouTube video for that linked in the, in the podcast mm-hmm. notes. There we go. Gla- okay, so then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so the original river tables are glass, and then right. these ones, when they're epoxy, are they just called an epoxy river table? Or? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. And so, I, I guess definitely, it's easier to make it out of epoxy because I have to say right. it's most likely it's easier, but it's probably super expensive to have that much epoxy. It probably, right. but yeah, you're cutting out a step of like having to cut the negative and then getting the the positive to fill in for the glass you just it the epoxy's naturally right. just going to fill it's in whatever shape it's, yeah. it's a lot easier to order epoxy online and then fill the void than find a glass cutter that can cut the glass right, get right, the right. get the glass that's tinted Poor man's and all that river kind of table. stuff right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah there's a certain barrier of entry whenever you're using the glass because yeah. you've got to use special techniques and you got to find a supplier to do it so you know, though, I think that we still are like kind of early in the game of them. Where I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to just—it's just taking that idea of like I've got a couple inserting ideas. something into wood or ah. surrounding wood with something, and then where are people going to take it? So I think there's still some cool ideas that are probably going to come out of it. My standpoint is: don't dump on epoxy tables. I've seen enough river tables. I've seen yes. enough classic okay. river tables. Yeah. I want yeah. to see something new and interesting. That's better warning. And I've got a couple ideas. Yeah. They may be busts. They may be bangers, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So I'll let right. you know for sure. All right, listeners, let us know. I'm excited. This might be a segment. I would talk to us this, though, don't they? They have kickback. Yeah, but I don't think they 
own the market on just people weighing in on that's whatever true. their talk, is. Does Wood Talk even work? Do they do that anymore? Yeah, they still do it. They just, they, yeah, people respond to They take so many breaks, though. <laughs> We're around. We record every week, so. Every week. The best ability is availability. Exactly. All right, that's Chris, it. give us that obsession. You have plenty, you've had plenty of time to I think about it. I wasn't thinking at all. River tables. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with Eagle them. River. And epoxy pores oh, in general. All right, that's going to be it. That's sure, your thing? Why not? Wow. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Like we said, make sure to follow us on Instagram. That is at Wogi Design, at Modern Builds, and at Four Eyes Furniture. If you want to follow Ben Ueda, old Ben, aka, you can follow him at Benjamin Ueda. I'm sure he's going to love me calling him old Ben. He loves it. If you're not already, make sure you're subscribed on the podcast app. We're trying to get those stats. The more people we have subscribed, the better the podcast app thinks we are. That's true. And on that same note, give us a review. Five star? Only kind. Only kind. Give us a, give us a good five star review. Let us know what you like about this show. I mean, honestly, we, we read those reviews. So if you want to tell us what you do and don't like about the show, you know, that's great. And we see all the five star reviews. We don't see the one star, so there's no yeah, point. Yeah, they don't show up on our feed. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So even exactly. if you have something bad to say, just leave it, leave in, a it in a five star review. review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make sure it gets to us. Awesome. Thanks, thanks guys, for listening. Thanks again to Ben. Thank you. Uh, thanks Thank for being you for on the show. You. I hope you enjoyed it. I loved it. And let us know some guests you want on the show, guys. Shoot us uh, a DM on Instagram. Thanks, everybody, and we'll see you next time on the Modern Maker Podcast. Bye, everybody. Later. Bye. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs>